Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 4Gen Podcast. My name is Stan Rada, and I'm here to help you make disciples to the fourth generation. You know, recently on social media, I asked the question, what is your number one struggle when it comes to disciple making? And I got some good responses, some great questions. But one of the ones that came in was a question, how do I get toward multiplication? I only have one disciple. How do I move them toward multiplication to get to multiple generations of disciples? And today on the show, I'm going to share with you four imperatives I believe we must have in order to get to multiplication in our disciple making. So let's get into it. For those of us who are interested in disciple-making movements and making disciple-makers, I think it is a worthwhile goal, dream, vision, prayer to push toward generational discipleship. In fact, the answer to this question actually comes from the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2 when he tells Timothy to entrust the things he has taught him. Entrust them to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And in 2 Timothy 2, verse 2, you actually see a four-generational line of disciples. Paul, to Timothy, to faithful men, and to others. And so the question of how do I get beyond one generation of disciples, how do we level it up, how do we push into future generations is a worthwhile dream, a worthwhile goal and prayer, and is biblical. And in fact, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2 is where we got the name Forgen, helping you make disciples to the fourth generation. So today on the show, I want to attempt to answer that question, and I want to do so by giving you four imperatives to reaching multiplication in your disciple-making efforts. One of the first things I would say to get to generations of disciples, to get toward multiplication, is actually first to press into your own obedience. What area of your life, your faith, your own discipleship are you struggling to obey? When was the last time you read scripture and you prayed and you knew God was calling you to do something, but you haven't obeyed it yet? What unconfessed sin do you have? What is the thing hiding deep inside of your heart that you don't want to let go of, that you want to hold on to, that you want to make room in your heart, but you ultimately know there's not room for multiple loves inside your heart, but you refuse to repent, you refuse to confess, you refuse to tell someone else about it and move toward obedience. See, when it comes to multiplying generations of disciples, the reality is you can only multiply how far you are willing to go yourself. You can't take someone where you aren't willing to go. So what do you need to confess? What sin are you holding on to? You can't get to generational multiplication of disciples if you won't obey yourself first. So that's the first thing. Press into your own obedience. Confess sin, repent, and obey. The second thing I would say is just be faithful with the ones God has given you. Part of the question I received on social media was, how do I get to generational discipleship? How do I kind of press into levels to level up disciple making? How do I get further down that generational 
path. I only have one. Well, the reality is that we all started with one. Everybody started with one. Be faithful with the one that God has given you. It was Jesus himself who said, faithful with little, faithful with much. So here's at least one practical thought on being faithful with the one that God has given you. Think of all the one another's in the New Testament. All the times the the biblical writers use the language one another. Think things like encourage one another, build one another up, pray for one another, forgive one another, love one another, exhort one another, correct one another. What does it look like in the New Testament when the Bible talks about these one another's that you could actually utilize and say, I can be faithful with my one. How do I encourage them today? How do I build them up today? What areas of their life need to be corrected? Are they, are they doing things they shouldn't be doing, but I've been too much of a people pleaser to correct, to exhort, to train, uh, to, to, to weed that thing out of them so that they can be freed up to do what God has called them to do. How am I living out the one another's with the one disciple that God has already given me? Be faithful with the one you have. Faithful with little, faithful with much. And then I would say you need to focus on the disciples' health first. In order to get to multiple generations of disciples, you have to have a healthy disciple. As a disciple is taking steps of obedience, they grow in maturity, they grow in faith, they grow in a heart that is in alignment with God in regards to lost people and the mission to make more disciples. If you want a disciple to multiply, they must become healthy. They must see the world through the eyes of God and pursue and press into that mission and obey in the mission that God has given them. So one of the ways to get past a first generation uh, first generation disciples is simply to focus on getting that disciple healthy first. One of the ways to help make sure that disciple is healthy is just to ask them some simple questions. How are they doing in their abiding with Christ daily through scripture? How are they doing in prayer, hearing the voice of God going into their day? How are they doing taking what they've heard from God in scripture and prayer and actually taking steps of obedience as a result? If you want to begin to press into disciple-making movements, if you want to press into generational discipleship, generations of disciples, Timothy entrust to faithful men who can then teach others, if you want to get to that place, you have to focus on a healthy disciple first. And then the fourth thing I would say, the fourth imperative to getting to generational discipleship, to getting to multiplication is simply to embed the DNA of multiplication immediately. We have to get our disciples thinking outward focused, multiplication right away. And that may be one of the issues we see in the church oftentimes is that we are very inward focused and it's because it's how we were taught. It's what we were raised with. You come to your church gathering with your people. You go to your Bible study, your Sunday school class, your small group, and you go internal and you you gain knowledge and you learn internally. But what was never embedded was the DNA of multiplication. Who are you going to share this with? Who will you take it to? Who are you praying for outside of this? That's some of the DNA of multiplication that has been lost. If God has given you one disciple, 
and you're being faithful with them, you're developing their health, you're pressing into obedience with that disciple, you must immediately embed the DNA of multiplication. Who are you praying for? Who do you know? Who could you share this with? Who are you going to get to this week? Whatever the questions are, you must early on, immediately, day one, begin to establish multiplication DNA. Now, the reality of establishing that is one thing. It may not multiply immediately, and sometimes that's okay. They may not be ready, or that may not be where God has them yet. But immediately from day one, you must implement and lay the groundwork for multiplication DNA, praying for others outside of yourself, uh, creating an oikos or gen map. Who does who is God uniquely positioned you to reach? Who could you take this story to? Who could you read scripture with? We must establish the foundation of multiplication DNA immediately in the hearts and in the lives of our disciples. So there you have it. Four imperatives I believe you must have to get to multiplication, to get to generations of disciples. You must press into your own obedience. You must be faithful with the ones God has given you. You must be focused on getting that disciple healthy. And immediately from day one, you need to embed a foundation and a DNA of multiplication. I think these four imperatives will help you get toward a disciple-making movement. It will help you get toward generational discipleship. Is it going to take you a while? Probably. It's going to take some time, but I don't believe you can get to generations of disciples without these four things in your own life and in your own disciple-making. So what next step do you have to take based on these four things? What next step are you going to take right now today to begin to change in your own discipleship and in your own disciple-making to help create the environment where you can move toward multiplication in your disciples. I'd love to hear your story. Share with me what you're up to. Share with me what God's doing in your life. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the blog and all this stuff. I can't wait to hear from you what God's doing in your life. And friends, let's get out there. Let's make some disciples and let's take kingdom territory. Until next time, guys, I'll see you later.